ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in, because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. Today's a live show, and I got a very special guest welcoming back our longtime friend, Dr. Sheila Zlinski. Sheila, welcome. How are you doing today? Thank you, Shannon. It's really great to be on. I'm doing fine. And for the archive purposes, today is Friday, October 20th, 2023. Shouts out to Marie and Maria in London. Said hello, all. I just made it home to listen to Sheila. She's tuning in from across the pond over there in the U.K. somewhere uh, along the coast where they've probably got some good fish and chips. Um, Praise the Lord. Sheila, you want to open us in prayer? Yes, I'd be happy to, Shannon. Well, Heavenly Father, we just humbly come before your lofty throne today, and we just we thank you for what you're doing through this broadcast. We thank you that um, you are touching your people, and in these tumultuous times as we look around, things are extraordinarily biblical, Father, and we just thank you for uh, the fact that things are in your hands, and we just thank you for opportunities like this to share the gospel and we just give you thanks for that in jesus name we pray amen i say amen to that sheila you've authored several books and what is the most current one you've done is it called technogeddon correct technogeddon yes you want to- um and 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 in that book it essentially i kind of lay out the ominous technological matrix of darkness shannon it's engulfing our planet. Um, I reveal in that book how transhumanism, robotics, AI, genetic engineering, and the resulting, in my opinion, hellish hybridization of humans could really cast us into spurious enslavement and even death. And I really think that believers need to understand what we're up against in this genetic Armageddon. I'll tell you what, uh, my mind is blown some days. I look back at uh, where we've come from as a nation. Uh, homosexuality was the order of the day. And then we get into uh, transgenderism, but they don't stop yeah. there. Transhumanism. What is transhumanism? 
What I call, well, I actually had a interesting thing the Lord showed me as I was praying about transhumanism, and it's really, this is an easy way to, for your listeners to remember it, transhumanism is really transitioning away from being human, Shannon. Folks, so again, transitioning from being human to something else. Sheila, on this program, it's no hold barred, so we can talk about anything. Um, I've been banned about six or seven times. I forgot on YouTube. I don't know what I'm on. I'm on the seventh or eighth channel. I've lost track. I don't even upload them. Yeah, it's... it's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, so we can hit any word we want tonight. Just give you that heads up. But let the chips fall where they may. But um, this evil globalist empire, World Economic Forum is part of it, but not all of it. They're trying to transition us into a lot of things, aren't they? Their Great Reset transhumanism they want to change our dna um hey have you seen the trailer for this new movie out right now making its rounds called the creator no i have not at first i wasn't going to go watch it i said if this is blasphemy i'm just i'm sidestepping altogether and i saw the trailer and i said huh ai robots and i said let me go watch it and i don't want to spoil it for anybody but it uh i think uh your book on techno getting is prophetic because even the movies are telegraphing what they want to do and you know merging of human with robot and then the robots get the upper hand and then they go out and create a new uh, species if you will I'm not saying any more y'all may want to check out this movie it's shocking but we're not that far from it uh, does it go back to even early history of the earth uh, has Satan tried this before Sheila? Well, yeah, because not only are we being primed to be as gods, that's the very same scenario that caused the destruction of mankind in the garden. I mean, we're talking about, you know, uh, what did Satan promise Adam and Eve? You shall, ye shall be as gods. We're talking about days of Noah 2.0. And that's why I say, you know, think about the flood was sent by God because the earth at that time became filled with such wickedness and violence and genetic corruption. If you look at the apocryphal book of Enoch, it seems to fill in some of the details of that Genesis 6 account saying that a group of well, let's call these angelic being watchers descended to the summit of Mount Hermon in the days of Jared to meet with the daughters of men. And so we see this spurious fallen angels. These fallen angels gave mankind, we know, dark occult powers, advanced sciences, technologies. You could call it, or as I call it in the book, fallen angel tech. So these Nephilim, um, it says that they left their own habitation, their first estate. And, you know, if you look, demons, we know are disembodied spirits. So we're talking about these fallen angels had ultimately, Shannon, corrupted the DNA of every species on Earth, and hence the flood. So obviously, do we see now why God ordered his people to maintain a pure bloodline Yes, because when men breached the command and 
mutated that DNA that began rapidly spreading. Obviously, the genetic line had become so corrupted by the time of Noah that God destroyed all life on planet Earth through the flood. So after the flood wiped out the corrupted DNA, God commanded what? Noah to be fruitful and multiply. And so, you know, today's, but when you fast forward to today, look at we're doing tampering with our genetic line and with the rise of, as you just said, these this advanced technology. I mean, we're on a very frightening precipice, Shannon, too. Absolutely. I mean, this goes back uh, thousands of years. Satan tried to do it before and he failed. He got pretty close, though, to wiping us all out. But God, and as you mentioned, you know, Genesis 6, uh, the uh, these creatures came in and mated with women, created these giant offspring, Nephilim. God had to wipe them all out. I think they were mating with everything, probably animals too, cannibalism was the order of the day. Wicked species were being created. Strange species. And God wiped them out. But then they came back uh, and tried it again. You know, uh, David David had to fight Goliath and he think he had four brothers. King Og, you know, and all these guys. But um, Satan doesn't give up. He's still trying to do it today. And if he can convince people to help him out, um, he'll try and do that, and you know we were just uh, we're just coming out of this uh, three-year pandemic, where many people were convinced that it was okay to take these uh, experimental uh, genetic vaccines and uh, killed a lot of them. May have done some irreparable harm. I don't know. I, I pray that. Uh, that people don't make the same mistake again if they did it the first time. One of these is going to kill you, folks. And it could push you past the point of no return, literally changing your DNA permanently. Uh, a lot of people believe that um, will, mRNA will produce uh, some irreparable damage. Could it cause cancer? There, there's people uh, coming down with it, dying of heart attacks still. Um, we haven't seen the last of that, but... I don't want to get off too far into that, but that's just part of the plan. The wicked people running the show right now are trying to corrupt all the species. They're trying to destroy our food supply. Um, They're not going to stop until they're stopped. So this is pretty wicked. Now, Technogeddon goes into this in a lot more, doesn't it, Sheila? Yeah, it really does. It really gets into, um, and I really get into the spiritual aspect of this too, Shannon. But interesting, you know, we always talk about pharmacia, a.k.a. sorcery. These modern-day sorcerers are peddling their slick demon tech, I call this jab, under the glossy veneer of keeping you safe, right? I mean, I was so shocked when this first hit the earth i mean shannon people just ate this up like you wouldn't believe and dr fauci's national institute of allergy and infectious disease program that global vaccine action plan that came fast rolled out and then bill gates the sorcery king himself who invests in all these demons behind this pharmacia i mean 
these things were fast-tracked, and I was shocked at how the world just laid down for this, didn't it, really, Shannon? Absolutely. It just rolled over. Absolutely. Propaganda, fear, uh, governments forcing people to lock down. Um, it was a perfect storm, and a lot of people willingly rolled up their arms and took it and then got on Facebook and were able to put their little pin up there. I got mine, got both. Almost like, you know, going to the bank in the old day, you get a sucker. Or, you know, you get a little sticker that you can put on your, your chest, you know, that you participated. I mean, folks, this is ridiculous what, what happened. You know, I still haven't traveled, uh, Sheila, in over three years. I can now do it. Got my passport renewed over here, but um, it wasn't until not long ago, uh, the summer, basically May or June of this year, that the island where I'm at was even open for people to come in uh, who had not been vaxxed. And then one day it lifted. And I sure as heck would like to get off here and take a trip somewhere. But my point I'm trying to make here is, uh, you know, some of us still suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder <laughs> from having our lives upended. And we haven't seen the last of it. Sheila, uh, have you heard anything about this thing called COP28 that's coming up? Yes. Yes, I have. Now, of course, when we think about, and, and by the way, COP, for people out there is the United Nations Climate Change Conferences. They're more commonly referred to as COP. Um, I mean, these things are straight out of the pits of hell, Shannon. You know I wrote Green Gospel exposing this whole green movement. Everything we hear today is everything green. It's climate change this. It's global warming this. Uh, anthropogenic global warming is a fancy term to say that humans are causing massive runaway global warming, Shannon, because we exhale carbon dioxide, CO2. So they're really demonizing that. But COP28 <clears throat> essentially is this big United Nations confab, and it's coming up fast and furious. Yeah, it's going to be in December in Dubai this year. Now, there's an interesting interview that I came across about two weeks ago between a guy named Craig Bond, and he was on the Janie Duvall show, who was the former producer for Sid Roth for like 25 years. And uh, she's went out and got her own YouTube channel now. Had this guy on, and uh, he puts forth this presentation uh, tagging King Charles is the Antichrist. And be as that may or not, um, what was more interesting, because I've heard that one before, wait and see, in, in my opinion, uh, but was some of the other stuff that he laid out, which I hadn't really heard anybody talk about. And uh, this guy, he's of the opinion that, that this COP28, that may be where there is a uh, a covenant with many uh, for seven years that will be signed. He says that uh, he believes... Uh, There'll be a seven-year agreement that will run us up to 2030. And he thinks that uh, December, which is uh, somewhere around the middle of December where they're going to sign this, apparently, after these meetings, will probably be the kickoff for the uh, tribulation period. Now, I don't know. Uh, it's an interesting theory, and he, it might prove out to be true. I don't know. If it was, boy, time sure is short then. But uh, I had totally missed that one. I mean, I knew that they had had these uh, climate meetings, 
but a seven-year treaty with these nations? Now, there's been a lot of meetings going on here. Uh, We had one over in this part of the world called the ASEAN, A-S-E-A-N. And there are 10 nations that make that up. Indonesia is one of them. And there's a couple in the wings that would like to be a member of that. And uh, basically, uh, these 10 nations, they're not waiting on anybody, Sheila. What they want to do is try to uh, fast-track quicker money settlements between them. And uh, just as you, you, you've heard of the, um, what's, what's the group, um, BRICS, you know, that had mm-hmm. their meeting too. They're talking about, you know, coming off of the, uh, the oil standard and, and some of them are already doing some dealings and buying oil in their own currencies. This Asian group, they're fast-tracking a thing over here, Sheila, called CRIS. I had not heard of this before. It's called QRIS, and the QR stands for QR code, basically. And essentially the way it works is uh, you want to go in and buy anything. Uh, they don't want you to use cash. And right now, they'll, you know, the, some of the vendors will not take cash here on this island. Uh, one coffee shop I can think of at the local mall went in there one day to order a, a cappuccino and a Danish. Went to pay for it, pulled my cash out and said, we don't take cash. So what do you mean you don't take cash? I said, No. Uh, card, and now they're they're asking for Chris, which is basically a barcode, uh, a QR code rather, that you scan with your phone, and then it uh, hits your uh, banking app, and you know it's just an instant transfer from your account to theirs. Nothing new about the technology, but the the push for it. I've never seen anything like this, and these this ten nation group called ASEAN have already agreed that they're going to be doing faster settlements using this. Of course, we've heard about the. Uh, um, you know, the uh, new app that they want to push, the CBDC, that was the word I was trying to find, in America, that's in the process. And I think all this goes hand in hand. We're being transitioned. Our money supply, uh, they want to transition us to a a one-world religion, ultimately, um, corrupting your literal DNA with regular injections. They're still pushing that. I mean, this thing goes deep. An agreement with many nations supposed to be signed, I think, in the next year to give the WHO authority to call the shots in the, and, and demand for shots, pun intended, in the next pandemic. Um, what do you think about all this, Sheila? Do you think that they're going to have success and actually push this thing through? Or is it just a bunch of uh, talking heads out there? They're not, it's not going to amount to anything. What's your, what's your thinking on this? Well, it's interesting when we think about that central bank digital currency. Uh, they're this new form of electronic money that, unlike some of the more well-known cryptocurrencies, they're actually issued by central banksters, which is, I find that really interesting when you look at the financial, you know, today's central bank situation. Um, yeah, like look at a lot of these, the Bank of Thailand, the... Um, Arab banks, the Bank of England is going to the digital pound. Um, there's oh. digital rupees. I mean, yeah, this is definitely very frightening how fast tracking we're going down the road. And you mentioned, of course, uh, that QRIS, that stands for Quick Response Code. So those Indonesian 
uh, countries, you know, the countries that are in the Asian countries, you're talking about Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand, Indonesia. Yes. Yeah, this this QRIS, I mean, these are national digital payments. And, you know, a lot of cash is just being phased out, like you just said. But look, it's also going on around the world. We have this situation, um, you know, ground invasion looms this morning as Israel tanks are lined up on Gaza. We have all these, you know, Russian spy ships everywhere. I mean, Biden is pulling out, you know, these absolute nightmare scenarios. You look at China's nuclear arsenal, you know, and, and then everything just going on, like even Ukraine conflict, you know, the Russia Ukraine thing going on. You know, you've got the saber rattling in the Middle East. You've got so many things happening. It's like all the reactor rods are going off at the same time, setting us up for this scenario of biblical proportion, really, Shannon. I mean, we, we're we looking at potentially a world war about to begin. And a lot of people are just, you know, singing Kumbaya while Rome burns around us, aren't they, Shannon? They sure are. If it ever looked like... Uh, World War III is get ready to initiate. Boy, it could be in any one of these locations you mentioned. Um, Iran is threatening that they're going to get in if just one of their personnel get killed. I mean, but who is Hezbollah if not their people that they're sending and Hamas too? And uh, yeah, Ukraine, you mentioned all these fronts out there. Um, what they're not mentioning much about is the fact that in the last 30 days alone, there's about several dozen countries, I forget the ultimate number, maybe as high as 50, that had people coming in illegally, placed as far as North Korea. Many, many nations are not friendly to America, uh, that don't hold to our ideals and values, were intercepted coming into the border, representative of you know, several dozen countries. And I heard a number as big as 6 million people have come in since Biden took over. Maybe more. Illegally. Illegally, folks. Not through the front door. Uh, How many does it take to have a fifth column? Uh, You know, look at, there wasn't, I mean, it was a small group of terrorists that did a lot of damage to Israel. How many do we need to to do some damage to our infrastructure? Uh, Would a thousand be enough? I think so. What about 10,000? What about 100,000? And you got 6 million? Listen, if I were going to take down a country, I would put my soldiers in regular clothes and send them to the border as refugees too and get them in there. And the way we got things set up in America, Sheba, you come in, they register you, they give you a phone, they'll give you a debit card with some cash, give you a bus ticket wherever you want to go, and a court date. Seven to 10 years in the future. We'll see you then. Where are they going? They're probably rendezvousing with other assets in the country already in America. I would put it put it past uh, these terrorist groups to start to uh, target America, and they probably have already started. Maybe they were behind all these uh, derailings and these um, factories have been burning down. Somebody's been burning them down. This stuff doesn't just happen casually. Listen, uh, today, Sheila, I got a notice. Let me see if I still got it saved here. Hey, this just came into me earlier today uh, from the embassy. 
And being overseas, they ask uh, Americans to sign up with the embassy in case there's any alerts. Like the one they gave me, it says, Worldwide caution. Event. Due to increased tensions in various locations around the world, the potential for terrorist attacks, demonstrations, or violent actions against U.S. citizens and interest, the Department of State advises U.S. citizens overseas to exercise increased caution. The U.S. Embassy in Jakarta notes that large demonstrations related to events in Israel and Gaza are expected throughout Indonesia for the next several weeks. Any gathering, even those intended to be peaceful, could escalate and turn violent. Protest activity may result in enhanced police presence, road closures, and traffic disruptions. And they give me a whole list of actions to take. Avoid crowds. Keep a low profile. Uh, avoid areas around protests and demonstrations. Stay alert. And uh, that's a real threat. Uh, to anybody, though, now, anywhere in the world, if you're an American or an Israeli, there are people that hate us, Sheila. And you know what? Would not uh, think twice about kidnapping somebody and holding them ransom too or trying to kill them. I mean, look at the protests that are going on right now in America, in Germany, in England. And you know, it's illegal right now in Germany. It has been for some years to uh, to have a, a, a Nazi swastika or do a Heil Hitler or to have anything um, Nazi related. They can put you in jail. But they let these people out there protest death to Jews on the streets and uh, it's ridiculous you know Paris was just about to burn down last week Uh, this is out of control what's going on here but Bible talks about it in the last days these things would happen wars and rumors of wars earthquakes in diverse places and then they will deliver some of you up to the death they don't preach that part listen I think this is the beginning I think we've got a ways to go yet Uh, and others believe you know Hey, it, it may not have started yet. It may be a while yet. I don't think any of us are getting out here anytime soon, except in, in, a, in a body bag. God forbid. What do you think, Sheila? Well, yeah. I mean, the globalist cabal behind the Great Reset plan that they have, they desperately want war. The bigger, the better. This facilitates a transition into their new world order. War destroys supply chains, the energy sector, the food supply, the workforce. It creates fear. Which in turn, you know, if you think about it, look at the central banks through the collapse of the global economy, putting an end to this war in Ukraine goes a long way towards thwarting that plan too. So, you know, Hamas launches this surprise attack on Israeli civilians back, you know, over a week ago. And then now you have this, you know, the Hezbollah joining in and the Lebanon warning the Palestinian resistance is, I mean, you've got really the perfect scenario brewing right now for, you know, the Great Reset War. The Great Reset Plan desperately wants war as they facilitate, again, this new world order. The more areas level, the easier it's going to be to rebuild their smart cities and the more people killed you know the more malleable survivors are going to be likely to accept some kind of slavery in return for some semblance of peace and security again at bare minimum when you look around shannon that great reset i mean this is really what these guys are pushing isn't it oh absolutely these people and we could get specific with names but i think many of you know who i'm talking about already as we mentioned them enough over the uh, past many programs, 
these people are all saying, uh, hey, it's now or never. We've got to do this thing. And I think that this COP28 is going to be uh, a date that will go down in infamy. And these nations are coming together. And they're signing these treaties to hell with what the people think. And I think there's some bribery going on too, if you want to ask me, at the highest levels, uh, minimum. But uh, bottom line is uh, these plans are being accelerated. And I predict, because uh, we've got what? Uh, come next month, we've got one year left before the elections in America. It's next year, isn't it? Next November? For president? That uh, we're yeah, going to next see. Next November. Mark my words, we're going to see a terrorist attack in America. And I think uh, that's becoming pretty obvious to many of us that government has pulled these false flags before. They wouldn't think twice about doing it again. Um, Especially if Trump uh, is set free. Now, man, I'll tell you what, they're hitting him so many ways. I think, I don't, I can't even keep track of how many lawsuits he's fighting right now. And I don't know if he'll even have an opportunity to run, but let's just say he did. And it looked like he was winning. You better believe that the uh, communists in power are going to try to um, stop him. And I I say that with a caveat here. Uh, He's got blood on his hands for for authorizing warp speed and Fauci. And you know what? He lost the second election. And I do believe there was voter fraud. But I believe some of it was his own incompetence, to tell you the truth in putting people around him that ultimately they all stabbed him in the back. He should have never listened to uh, some of his advisors that ultimately are now running against him themselves, like Chris Christie and some of these other jackasses. Excuse my Spanish. But, you know, I'm just so turned off with politics right now. Uh, I voted for him twice and uh, even uh, marshaled this program. What little reach it has weaponized it against the enemy to try to do my part in saving our country and look what happened in the end it was all for naught basically and so I don't put my faith and trust in anything anymore except the Lord Jesus Christ I'm not looking for any man here to save us I think they're all corrupt and compromised and you know they're they're compromised they're they're willing to negotiate uh, and uh, agree to bad things you know just to make sure that they stay in power at the end of the day all these people are in there for themselves with rare exception you might find one or two. Speaking of politics, so I want to ask you something. Uh, you're on the ground in Canada. Are you still in Canada? Is that right? Yes. Okay. What can you tell me from being there at Ground Zero, what we're hearing in the news uh, with these new attacks on free speech? Uh, can you speak to any of that? I heard, for example, uh, not only Canada but the EU are already threatening all the big platforms. Uh, They're threatening even Joe Rogan and Elon Musk and others uh, as to what they can talk about and what they can't. And if uh, you're not willing to agree, uh, they'll find you. Uh, Are you seeing an increase, an uptick in censorship in Canada? What what can you say? Oh, absolutely. There's an attack on free speech for sure. Um, we t- I took a deep dive into this very controversial Bill C-11. It was an online streaming act. And already there, you know, there's some things that if I post, it just says, no, the Canadian government disallows this. So absolutely that's happening. It's an absolute all-out attack on 
on our our well free speech for sure and it's amazing if you really look at um like some of the if you look at clips from facebook youtube um there's this things you cannot post so it's getting really stasi level you know pravda over here um i just wanted to touch on something though that you just said a minute ago um regarding trump and just political sort of the political climate look at it even as happening this morning though shannon even trump is threatened with jail time over this gag order violation in the fraud trial so you know a judge has already threatened that donald trump would possibly serve jail over you know uh a blatant violation of a, a gag order. I mean, this is just a big circus with a bunch of court gestures, like circus ridiculous when you really look at what they're doing with Trump. It's just a circus. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the goal of the Sodomocrats is to do anything they can to try to disqualify him from running. And they'll stop at nothing. Just like his whole time in office from from day one. They've tried to throttle him with uh, challenges to his orders. Uh, they would get, you know, some uh, uh, federal court judge to block him. And then, you know, all the, the things he had to go through, the Russian gate, Ukrainian gate, um, all this stuff. I've lost track of how many things they tried to sue him for. And, you know, he wasn't guilty of them. And so um, it just shows you that the links that people will go to stay in power. And look at all this ridiculous January 6th stuff. Okay? When Tucker Carlson was still up on Fox News, and he was given over 40,000 hours, if I recall, of the um, the Capitol tapes up there, police tapes, you can see what was going on. And this is just a bunch of malarkey, if you will, uh, to accuse all these people of an insurrection. There was no insurrection. I'm not convinced of that. I mean, if anything, Pelosi and the Sodomocrats uh, ordered the Capitol Police to stand down. And I'm sure there were agent, FBI agent provocateurs and all the rest in it. And none of those people would be prosecuted. There was one short midget uh, cop. I call him a midget because that's what he looked like. Shot one lady right in the neck, or was it the head? Killed her. Where's the justice for her? I mean, this is just a farce. Ridiculous. And we still got people. I saw something today on CNN. And they're, you know, they're going for the assumed clothes. You know, insurrection. I call BS on that. And, uh, you know, this is just ridiculous. But I'll tell you what. These people are wicked and they're still pursuing trying to find people that they can identify and arrest and throw in jail. And the, the real murderers... And the real people that deserve jail time, like Fauci, they'll never see the inside of a jail. You know, look, do you remember the 2008 financial collapse? I'm sure you do. It was on the news every day. Did you know there was nobody prosecuted for that? I think one person went to jail, and that uh, that was the extent of it. Everybody else got a pay raise, a bonus. Goldman Sachs, they got bonuses. Nobody went to jail for that. And nobody's probably going to go to jail for this. I'm not holding out any hope that there's going to be justice on this side of the great white throne judgment, Sheila. Do you think Fauci's going to see any jail time? Oh, that little demon. I, I Well, it's highly unlikely now. I mean, 
Look at all the stuff that he's been involved in over decades, Shannon. Such controversial things for decades. This man has been, you know, just a demon that has unleashed these, you know, jabs upon the world. I mean, they've been easing into this thing for decades, Shannon. I mean, we're being primed for the very same scenario that caused that destruction back in 2008 and even worse when you have sort of this coalescence of terrorist attacks and fear all around and you know the 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 looming world war 3 i mean when you, and then you look at emerging techno science and some of these genetic engineerings these seething demon tech i mean this promises to really bring us into a technological babylon i mean these mad scientists like Fauci and these other transhumanists, wouldn't they love to figure out the complexity of God's creation? Shannon, you and I were the one that talked about fun facts. Remember that? That's circulated back in the news right. even. Absolutely. Your book is so timely, and the uh, title, Technogeddon, just nails it, because that's what's going on. I mean... If this would be allowed to continue, it'll be the death of all of us, folks. And that really is Satan's goal. He's an equal opportunity killer. He wants all of mankind dead. And even if you serve him, you're going to end up dead prematurely. And he'll laugh as you're going into hell. Because this this evil, wicked, fallen creature and his demonic hordes, they hate mankind with such a passion they have no capacity to love. It's only hate. And they're stopping at the bits, folks, to take you and I out and our families. That's why the church has got to stand up. If there's a time to stand up and be counted on the side of the Lord, it's now. It's now to rise up and begin to use the weapons of warfare that the Lord Jesus has given us, binding and loosing. It's time to do what Jesus did with signs following. Now, there were... It'd be a pretty sad show here if we couldn't offer any hope out there. And if you don't know Christ, there is no hope, except through him. Who can make war with the beast? We're talking about just about all the nations that are sitting down at these meetings, willing to come in agreement and sign these treaties. I think that treaty to give the who the power is probably a done deal. I don't see how this 2030 agenda is not going to be accomplished. Withstanding the Lord throwing a wrench in it. These people are organized. They got the money to back them. And they bought out the politicians. And what are you and I going to be able to do about it? Uh, other than through the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, we know some of these things are going to just have to come to pass. But uh, we don't have to just take it lying down. You know what? If I'm going out, I'm going to go out with my boots on. And take some demon scalps for Jesus, Sheila. And I know you will too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, by now, we can see that there's never been a time in history, Shannon, when prayer and targeted spiritual warfare and deliverance is so urgently needed. Because as the end days fast approach, we've never witnessed such a callous disregard for God and prayer. You know, it's just, especially when you look around in the the seeker-friendly church. It's treated as a side note. I mean, no one really cares that there's these seducing spirits and false doctrines of devils are abounding. In, in And it's just a really sad situation. 
And I really think the greatest tragedy facing the modern believers is how much the church is ignoring the power of the demonic realm. I mean, defeating supernatural powers of the forces of darkness, it requires supernaturally empowered believers, Shannon. That's the only way that we're going to stand against the walls of the enemy is to be armed with the word of God and knowing how to use tactical warfare. I mean, we saw it with Wynn Worley, you know, yes. crushing the hosts of hell. As we crash headlong into the beginnings of, I believe, terrible tides of wickedness that's just sweeping the world, you know, these little religious cliques and Twitter hashtag formulas, they're not going to work against the enemy because the enemy, uh, I did a show recently with uh, Shannon, uh, Shannon, Sharon and Monty Mulkey called world ruler spirits. I mean, these things are, they're not even hiding it anymore, Shannon. I mean, look at the little box of candy I sent you there. Oh, yeah. Uh, these, these Halloween candies. I don't know if you can put that on the screen, but it literally says demon treats. I mean, this is blatant in your face nowadays, isn't it? Folks, I'm looking at the picture. It's a box of assorted chocolate candies like Reese's Pieces, Hershey's, Kit Kat, Milk Duds, Whoppers, uh, all coming under the banner of demon treats. Folks, who said the devil always lies? He's, he's got his name right here. That's what it's about. Demons. I'm not going to mention any names. Uh, I don't want to uh, do that for this next statement I'm going to make, but I think you can read through the lines out there. There are plenty of ministries that are focusing on um, fallen angels, incoming asteroids, even Nephilim. And those are fascinating subjects. I would like to learn more. Then we've got the Alex Joneses of the world, and we've got some of the other programs out there that will give you an update, even in greater detail than we're talking about tonight, on the plans of the globalists and the New World Order. And God bless them for all what they do. What I don't hear any of them talking about is about deliverance. Deliverance is the only thing that's going to turn things back, folks, in spiritual warfare, binding and loosing in Jesus' name. And that that's shocking. And these are people at least know that we're, we are fighting against supernatural forces. But they're not talking about a solution. And then it even gets worse. You look at the mainstream church. Most of them are checked out. You got a group of them out there. They call themselves preterists. And they will have you to believe that the book of Revelations has already occurred. Mark of the Beast was back there in Nero's time. And that offering of that uh, pig on the altar by, I think his name was Antiochus Epiphanes, that Greek heretic, way back then, you know, 2,000 years ago, was uh, the fulfillment of Scripture. Now, I believe that was a foreshadow, and I do believe some Scriptures has dual fulfillment. But they would have you to believe Jesus has already come back. How could Jesus have already come back? How could we be ruling and reigning with Jesus? He's not over there in, in Jerusalem sitting on the throne yet. We haven't went through that, but they'd have you to believe it. So I don't know what's next for them. Uh, and you got another group. It's even worse than that. They bought the lie, Sheila, that I even heard growing up, that, hey, Christians aren't appointed. 
under the tribulation. They call that the wrath of God, but it's not two different events. Wrath of God is the day of the Lord. Who can stand in that day? No, tribulation, though, folks, is a separate event. That's not the wrath of God. That's a wrath of the enemy on mankind, and especially targeting Christians and Jews. And that may be right around the corner. I don't know yet when that's going to kick off. When it happens, I guess we'll all know it. But masses are not even prepared, Sheila, for what's coming. And I think that they're the ones Jesus talked about, the great falling away. You can't fall away unless you've, you've been somewhere. So, you know, we're all born into a fallen state. This is talking about lukewarm Christians. And the parable of the sower lays it out. Would Anon would joy, they received the gospel, but they didn't have any root. And when persecution, tribulation came for the cause of Christ, they got offended and they fall away. Duh, who do you think it's talking about? Talking about lukewarm Christians and probably many of them that think they're just going to get out of here before World War III and Armageddon, you know, tribulation and all that, no mark of the beast, I don't have to worry about that. In fact, don't even waste any time reading the book of Revelation. Whereas the other group says it's already happened. This group says, well, we won't be here, so what's the point? Sheila, this is the perfect storm for slaughter of the church. Who is awake? Not many, by and large, that are watching and are ready to endure to the end and even get laid down their life if that's what God requires. Looks like he's going to require it of many. I, I personally, even back to you, that tribulation is to sort it all out. I think it's for the church, to tell you the truth. And uh, God's got to sort it out one way or the other. Persecution will do that. We'll find out real soon uh, who's willing to go all the way for Jesus or who was just a fair-weather Christian. And uh, when the going gets rough, we're going to see who stands in the day of trouble. What do you think about that? Is the church in a mess, Sheila? Uh, And I didn't even mention the homosexuality in the church that's being welcomed in the church, and not only in Christian churches in America, but all the way up to the Vatican. Listen, there are bishops and cardinals that are pissed off who are hardcore Catholics. They said, hey, we got a problem. Catholic church is dying because the Pope up there, he's embracing everything. Just like, uh, I think, Charles Stanley's son is, you know, embracing it embracing, you know, homosexuality in the church, saying, you know, come on in. Uh, you're welcome. Now, I believe you come on in, but you need to get saved. And I'm not trying to single that out. Of course, that one sin, that's no worse than fornication, adultery, drunkenness. It will all send you to hell. But the point I'm making here is the fact that we got churches that are embracing it. They're appointing lesbian pastors over there in the Lutheran church, Episcopalian, Methodist, some of them have went rogue. I don't know who's going to be left standing. Uh, do you think Jesus was uh, prophetic when he said, when I, find, when I return, will I find faith? What do you think, Sheila? Well, your question was, is the church in a mess? And I think that's undeniable. But I think the most important thing right now is that our faith and where we're at in Jesus, because Jesus taught us that our faith is released through our words, Mark eleven twenty three. You know, our faith is a key to seeing miracles and breakthrough. And what we're asking in prayer, believing that we're receiving, I mean, you speak the word. You have a program called that, Shannon, and this is the word of faith. I think that when we speak 
from the abundance of our heart, you know, that's, that's important. We're, cur- you know, encouraged to call upon the Lord. He's promised us and in- to show us, if you look at Jeremiah 33, 3, uh, he's promised to show us great and mighty things. And I really think that, um, well, like we read in James 5, 16, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. God hears our prayers. And I really think this is an important time that we really need to be calling upon the Lord. I mean, he brings deliverance from our enemies, Shannon. And, you know, like you said, deliverance is the children's bread. There's nothing else that will do what deliverance will do. I think you posted it this morning, or at least some. I thought you did. You posted this, I think, on Facebook that, you know, you can't, you can't counsel a demon out. You have to cast it out. And um, I think we've been given the keys to the kingdom, Matthew 6.19. It gives us authority, as you just said, to bind and loose. To bind means to stop, to, to restrict, to arrest. To loose means to unbind. And these keys re- represent the authority to lock, uh, you know, I, I say unlock or loose, and they're the way that we use our authority, we can bind the works of darkness. We're talking about, as when Worley called the the hosts of hell, you know, we are talking about sickness, disease, witchcraft, poverty, destruction, discouragement, depression. There's things that we can loose ourselves from, and this results in greater liberty. So, you know, yes. if somebody is not a believer, Shannon, That's the biggest thing right now is operating in our authority as believers because Jesus gave his disciples power and authority over all these devils. And we are seated with Christ in heavenly places far above these principalities and powers. And we have to have that authority because Jesus promised that nothing would hurt us. And we're going to need these prayers going into what we're going into. Look around, people. I mean, if things aren't bad now, Shannon, what are we coming up against soon? Absolutely. And you're so correct there with what you said. Now, I may have come across on this program to this point of just talking about the, you know, what the enemy is doing and what he wants to do to you and I. And I only said that to illustrate for y'all tuning in that I haven't buried my head in the sand. Uh, I'm not out there, you know, ignorance is bliss. Believe me, Sheila and I have been looking at this matter for a very long time, and we we know what the score is, as many of you do as well. And having said all that, though, and knowing that the church at large is in trouble, uh, we don't have to be in trouble ourselves. You know, the Lord delivered me of fear about three weeks ago. I still had some remnants of it. And uh, this is something he's been working on with me for many years. Well, I've come a long way from where I was in 2005 when I was just bound up. And I wasn't sitting, you know, uh, just like in a fetal position. But I was actually doing something about it. But I was trying to uh, do it in the flesh, the arm of the flesh. I was the ultimate prepper. They should have had me on the reality show because I, I, was, I was up there with some of the best. And the uh, Lord spoke to me one day. And he gave me a verse in the Bible that said, Some trust in horses and others in chariots, but we will remember the name of Yahovah our God, the Lord our God. And so the Lord helped me considerably. And um, 
I'm not against uh, some preparations, but not at the level that I or some do right now. That was just, I was putting faith in, in my own ability to save my neck. But I still had uh, some issues, and uh, you know, the more I would tune into some of the programs out there, Sheila, and I'm not going to mention the names, but I was getting my updates from them every day. It would just put me into another zone. And when you see the overwhelming show of force that the globalists are exerting right now on the whole planet, you know, it could just kind of zap you uh, with some discouragement and uh, heaviness and the rest of it. And I thought, man, there's not, there's no joy of the Lord in that. Uh, this is like a, a buzzkill to even, you know, having faith and hope that, uh, hey, we can still make a difference. And I said all that to say this. The Lord directed me into the Word one day, and I found this verse. I'd read it before, but it really popped out at me this time. Proverbs twenty nine twenty five. It simply says, The fear of man bringeth a snare. A snare is a trap. Okay? Like hunters uh, put a little snare out there to catch a rabbit in the woods, and you walk into it, it's got you by the leg, and now you're caught. The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in Yahovah, the Lord, shall be safe. And I thought about it. How many times have we read the word and then we didn't really believe it? And I said, you know, that's being double-minded. If I'm going to read this and not believe what it's saying here. I mean, that's... Uh, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, the Word of God says. Let him not think that uh, his prayers will be answered when he prays. Paraphrase. I said either the Word of God is true or what am I doing? And if it's true, then it's time to put my faith where my eyes are, or my mouth was. You know, it's just like with that Psalm 91 during the uh, pandemic. I stood on that. I wasn't afraid. I got to the point I can just hide in my house here, afraid of a, a virus, or I'm going to get out there and do what um, we were planning to do, which was do some feeding. And um, I just, it wasn't that there was not a threat, or there was a bioweapon released. I said, uh, what am I going to do about it? Doesn't Psalm 91 offer protection? Isn't there power in the blood of Jesus? Is COVID-19 more powerful than the blood of Jesus? Why do people preach about Psalm 91, but when push comes to shove and they could stand on it and not fear the pestilence and, you know, the, the arrow that flies by day and the pestilence that creepeth, whatever. Paraphrased. Uh, then what are we doing? And so I stood on it and none of us died. And I was in a red zone. Bali is a red zone. And that's because it's a Chinese playground. They come over here for their vacation because it's cheap to go down to the beach, as many Australians do. And we didn't die. And I was reading Proverbs twenty nine twenty five, Not unlike other verses where God says something. Are we going to believe it or not? And so it's true. The fear of man brings a snare. And it was ensnaring me. And then when I said, I can believe this and put my faith and trust in God and I'll be, I'll be safe. And then he reminded me of other verses. You know, if we fear and obey the Lord, even the angel of the Lord encamps about us to, uh, to deliver us. And Jesus says, I'll never leave nor forsake you. I'm with you till the end. So this is, you know, fear and propaganda is almost right out of uh, 
the playbook of Sun Tzu. You know, of, of the different ways you could uh, fight and defeat your enemy. I think the the height of all the different ways, the number one way would be to uh, defeat your enemy through psychological warfare without ever having to go into battle with him. You know, combat. Isn't that what the enemy does? He puts fear on us and ensnares us and there were no good for nothing. You know, we just want to bunker down as I was looking to do and had done at times in my life. I said, to hell with that. I'm tired of living under uh, this cloud of depression, hopelessness, despair. Why sit here till we die, the leper said to the leper. And I said, either I believe God or what am I doing? I said, I'm going to believe God. And when I believe God on this verse, listen, Sheila, I'm not afraid to go to any point on the planet. I thought there could be a possibility to get down to Miracle Valley. People said, why do you want to go down there? There's rattlesnakes, scorpions. You're right on the southern border. Illegals coming over there. They're having murders down there. That's probably the first place to be invaded, right through the, the border. I said, that doesn't bother me. I don't fear anymore. I'm in a nation with the largest Muslim population, and they get melted over here in some of the cities. They've been known to burn churches down and suicide bombers. In fact, there was a Bali bombing that hit some years ago, uh, and when it happened, it just killed hundreds of foreigners, and nobody wanted to come to the island for two years. I mean, it was like a mini 911. I'm not afraid anymore. And you don't have to be afraid either, folks. We don't have to be afraid of Klaus Schwab or the Great Reset. Concern, yes. 90 seconds. But we don't have to fear. And if we can get to that point, and we can stay there, putting our faith and trust in God, now that scares Satan and his demons. Because if you're not afraid to die, what more can the devil do but kill you? And nothing can touch unless God allows it. According to Dr. Jonathan Hanson, I agree. I know we have testings, trials, tribulations, persecutions. Some people have been in jail for the gospel. 60 seconds. And we might be martyred before it's over with. I'm not saying that none of that is not possible. But what are we going to do? How much has the enemy already stolen of your joy and your peace and your sleep out there? He's stolen a good share of it from me. And I'm tired of it, to be honest with you. And so I'm ready to fight back, Sheila. And I'm asking God for a blueprint that to give us all how we can exact some payback on the enemy and be some of those that the Bible talks about that will do exploits in these last days. There was nothing more fearful in World War II than a kamikaze pilot because they were coming in they were prepared to die. If you didn't get them, they were going to get you. They weren't afraid to die. Are Christians afraid to die? By and large, probably Ten yes. seconds. Most of us. I don't want to be that way anymore. I'm not. It's time to get bold. It's time to get some payback for Jesus. How many of our families have been devastated? Have you lost some people in your own family, Sheila, over the years that you loved? Oh, of course. Absolutely. And so have And I. probably a lot of them, you know, there's an appointed time to die, but I believe that Satan can take people out early. Oh, yes. I buried some people early, like my dad, 57, taken out. 
my grandfather at 58. I went to both their funerals. I mean, that's premature. Devil took him out with a generational curse. He told me, you and your brother Damon have a generational curse to break. Back in 2005 when I cried out to the Lord, I was wondering why I was on this cloud of depression and mood swings. Well, there was fear, but there was also a generational curse that I had no idea about or how to break it because we didn't get taught that growing up in the church. Christians can't have demons. you know. Nobody ever did any meetings in the church of God on breaking generational curses. Not that I would, you know, nothing I would learn until much later in life. But everybody was struggling. If I look back and the truth be known, everybody's struggling. And we weren't equipped with the weapons of our warfare that are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. We just read about them, but there was no practical application. I said all that to say this. This was a paradigm shift for me. Proverbs twenty nine twenty five: The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in Yahovah shall be safe. And I think you heard some of this coming out of me back when I was in Vegas. I think you and I had some conversation. I said, Sheila, I'm just tired about all this end time watchman stuff. And I've done my share and worn the watchman hat. None of them are talking about deliverance by and large. Do you remember some of those conversations? And I was saying, uh, you know, what, what if Alex Jones would have a deliverance minister on there, man? He's got a massive platform. But how often has that happened, if at all? I don't think they ever did any shows on there and you know there's been some people with big platforms like that boy what they could have done and they may have lost a lot of people too I don't know what the outcome would be I know you came under attack um, sometime ago on some of these networks for bringing on these deliverance ministers and um, we all have we've been ostracized and uh, shunned and blacklisted I we could go into a whole program on that I could tell you the blacklist I've been on at various and sundry times because of supporting deliverance. You know, people thought I was a freak. But when I learned this was the missing piece, Sheila, deliverance, like you said, designed to do what nothing else will. I said, I knew there was something more. I just didn't know what it was. Now I do. It's time to fight back. It's time to stop being the victim. And we can do some mighty things, folks, if we believe the Word of God and begin to appropriate it one person at a time. Sheila, I know you're excited about deliverance ministry, and uh, you have even co-authored a book. You and Sister Carla did a book together on uh, warfare prayers. Tell people about that. Yeah, our book, Power of Prayers. Um, You're so right, and what you just said, it ties into this, because the greatest tragedy, I think, in the church today is that people disregard and deny the power of the demonic realm, Shannon. The deliverance really doesn't have a place. You know, we sing these cutesy songs and, you know, say, oh, we're going to take back what the enemy stole. But what does that even look like? Because if we're not armed with the word of God and how to use tactical warfare, because think about it, Satan's been operating undetected and unhindered by the saints of God for far too long and I think it's time for the church to begin to operate in the power and authority that Jesus shed his blood to give us and when we have superior weaponry equipment and power but we're not using it well that's really below our birthright and our inheritance from God and so when Carla and I put the book together 
we said it's vitally important that you know the difference between prayer and warfare. Prayer is when you are addressing God, and we should be praying every day, and we should be always in prayer to God. Warfare, Shannon, is when you're addressing the enemy. You cannot leave out the part where you're addressing the enemy, and that's what we really lay out in Power Prayers. We put together an arsenal of scripture-based power prayers that really, it's a game changer, Shannon, that book. Yes, it is. Because an application of the keys of the kingdom. Whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven, Jesus said. Whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. I've given you power and authority to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall any wise harm you. In my name you shall cast out devils. Uh, this is the Great Commission, folks. The signs that follow. And if we can snap out of this defeatist mindset that the enemy would like to put us under where we think that we can't make a difference, we're only one person, or it's too late in the game, or we're, the nations are too far gone. I say to hell with that. It's, it's far gone when God says it's gone. You know what? We need to be ready to meet Jesus at all times. No question about that. That was one thing that the church uh, did instill in us, that you could die tonight. Are you ready to meet Jesus? But in terms of uh, many people sitting on the sidelines are saying, you know, uh, look, uh, that's not my cup of tea. That's not my calling. God called all of us to do deliverance. Go read Mark 16. God's no respecter of persons. Every man, woman, boy, and girl who's a Christian believer can cast out demons and should be. We've got a shortage of deliverance workers on the planet right now. There's a shortage of people that are willing to work these harvest fields that Christ was waiting at the front of the hedge to that field, looking for someone that would pass by up until the midnight hour to come and help them. Harvest fields are white and workers are few. If we believe the propaganda of the enemy, then he's won. Or we can fight back and win. And you know what? We we go all the way for Jesus. And if we are forced to bow our knee and submit, we say no, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Everybody else was bowing their knee to that idol. They were seen. They didn't bow. And they were arrested and brought up before the king. And the king said, I hear you didn't uh, bow. How dare you? I'll throw you in this fiery furnace and heat it up three times hotter. I'm going to give you one more chance. If you don't, that's where you're going. Paraphrasing, they said, we're not careful to answer thee, O king. And if God wants to deliver us, he can do that. And if he doesn't, we're still not going to bow to you. And they didn't. And they got thrown in the furnace and the angel of the Lord was in there with him. and nothing harmed them. Or as Paul said, for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. If we take that attitude, listen, the enemy's in trouble. He'll get some uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. What else can he do but kill you? God says, fear not him who can kill the flesh, but fear him who can kill the flesh, and then your soul throw you in the lake of fire. We need to fear God and obey. Jesus said, he that does not pick up his cross and follow me, is not worthy of me. He said, if you put your hand on the plow and look back, you're not fit for the kingdom of God. All those in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Through much persecution and tribulation we enter into the kingdom of God. I think it was Paul who said that. 
What more do we need to know? We've been called to occupy till Jesus comes. He's coming back. He's going to catch many people unawares. Like the thief in the night. And I learned uh, that the thief in the night, Sheila, was someone who worked up there at the temple. And their job, they had the night shift. Their job was to keep the fires of the altar of God stoked so that the flame didn't go out. And sometimes they would um, be slothful and try to catch some shut-eye, thinking that nobody would be around to check on them. But they would get some surprise pop-in visits from their supervisor, the priest sometime. And if he caught you sleeping, term thief in the night means he would actually take a torch and set your, your robe on fire and you'd wake up to the smell of burning uh, skin and clothing. And then you would have to throw all that off and run out naked in shame. Like a thief in the night. The Lord's going to come back, he said, and find some gallivanting and parting, thinking that, you know, the master wasn't coming back. He was gone a long time. That's talking about us. And I think the end of that story was he threw him into outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. We got a job to do. And I praise God that God is certainly able to protect you and I if we put our faith and trust in him. And I, I'm, I'm going to hang on to that verse. God's not a man that he shouldn't lie. He watches over his word to perform it. What do we need to be afraid of then, to tell you the truth? Just fear the Lord and obey him. And it's all going to work out right, all right. If we take that attitude, boy, I think there's a lot that can be done. We might be here longer than we think, Sheila. I know some are just doing the same as they were in Paul's time, thinking that the Lord was going to return imminently, and they were just being busybodies. Paul rebuked them. They were going house to house, and they were just sitting on the hillside and looking in to the sky for Jesus to come back. He said, that time is not yet. Get back to work. That time cannot come unless first there's a great falling away and the man of perdition be revealed. Now, I don't deny that we're not in a falling away. I think we are. And when that man of perdition is revealed, okay, well, we'll we'll know that the time is short. But even then, I don't hold to this that we're getting out of here early. I believe we'll get out exactly when Jesus said he comes immediately after the tribulation of those days, at the last trump, prior to the wrath pouring out. But many of us may not make it that far. There's going to be many martyrs. So what are we going to do? Are we just going to sit and be ineffective for Christ, do nothing, hunker down, be like the leper? Why don't we just sit here till we die? You can do that. And then you stand before the Lord Jesus one day and you realize the enemy got you and I. And he got us to do nothing and he ran down our clock. And we were pretty much ineffective for Christ. We didn't win any souls. We didn't get out there and cast out any demons. We didn't help those that were getting ready to go out in a body bag. And they suicided on us. Uh, We did pretty much nothing. And then we want all the benefits of glory. Well, God will bring you in. That's a gift of God. But you won't have any reward in all likelihood. There are people going into heaven that have no reward. And if you're satisfied with just getting in by the skin of your teeth, so be it, folks. But Jesus said... Behold, I come back quickly with my reward in my hand to give everyone according to their works. God is not a communist or a socialist. And while salvation is free, faith without works is dead. 
And there are verses people don't preach much about that if we don't bear fruit, the Lord will work with us and do all he can to help us. But if we don't bear fruit, he will pluck us up and throw us in the fire. God doesn't need people in heaven that are not willing to work for him down here. If we won't work for him down here, what are we going to do in eternity for him? He's not looking for freeloaders. Now, the gift of God is a gift. It's not of works lest any man should boast. But God is looking for people to roll their sleeves up and get in the battle. God have mercy. People are dying out there because there's none to deliver. None that have faith like they should for healing. None preaching the gospel. There's millions dying and going to hell every day. Uh, not millions, but at least 150,000. Let me correct my number. That's still a lot. It's probably higher. That's an old number. Why? Because people didn't do their job. And so you pray about it. If you just want to get in and, you know, in between now and then, golf and fish and, you know, see movies and so forth. Not to say you can't do a little bit of that. I do enjoy some bowling every time, you know, once in a while. Did see a movie the other day. Praise God for that. But we've got a job to do, folks, to bear fruit and to man and woman up out there. And if you're angry at what the enemy has done to you and your family, then it's time to get some payback. Uh, it's time to be fearless for the Lord. I mean it. That verse delivered me, Sheila. And I'm doing my best not to feed it. Feed, you know, spirits that would try to get me to relapse. But I feel free. I'm not worried about the, what the enemy can do to me. And I'm not going to let him have his way. I'm going to resist the devil. And you got to also, folks, says. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he shall flee. That's a long-winded micro-sermon. Back to you, Sheila. <laughs> well, here's the bottom line. If you look at Exodus fourteen sixteen, God told Moses to use the rod of authority that he had given him. And it's time that we take our rod of authority and take background for the kingdom of God. It's time that we acted like the soldiers of Jesus Christ that we are, because we are in a spiritual battle. A soldier doesn't win a fight by hiding in defensive mode. No war was ever fought in one like that. So it's really time, Shannon, that we started warring against the real enemy. Our fight is a spiritual one. But, I mean, if we could see in the spiritual realm, we'd be shocked. But I believe that, you know, the spiritual realm is every bit as real, if not more real, than what we see in front of us. And we're not fighting flesh and blood, but against these principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in the high places. So as soldiers in the army of the Lord, as Shannon alluded to, we need to understand that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I mean, we say that a lot. But it's time that, Shannon, as we as believers stop living in defeat and, as you said, fear and hopelessness and bondage. That's an affront to what Jesus Christ did on the cross. And it's time that we use that power and authority that God gave us through Jesus Christ. The devil's work is diabolical. You said it yourself, to kill, steal, and destroy and we think about the sneaky ways the devil has squirmed his way into our lives, you know, subtle factors. But God has given us everything that we need to overcome the enemy's schemes and 
really become powerful conquerors. That's not some cutesy phrase, Shannon. We really, really need to start stepping out as soldiers of Jesus Christ, that we are. Absolutely. And every one of you out there tuning in has been called to be a soldier for the Lord Jesus Christ. If you know Jesus as Lord Savior, that's what we are. You've been recruited into his end-time army. And uh, maybe in the past, churches haven't done their job, or you haven't gotten the training that you needed. Like I didn't get the training I needed at the time. But God will give on-the-job training. If you say yes to Jesus, he will make a way. Uh, I'm still a student of deliverance, but I've learned a lot. And I'm going to learn some more. I'm still a Bible student. I realize uh, we've only scratched the surface. Uh, and many live beneath their privileges, as the old saying goes. Uh, many do not understand the authority they have in the name of Jesus and what he's commissioned and authorized you and I to do for his kingdom. And once you do, uh, you're going to be a force to be reckoned with when it comes to the, the demonic. When they meet you or I, they know they're about to have a power encounter because greater is Jesus that is in you than he that is in the world. Apart from Jesus, we can't do anything. I'm not boasting in uh, the arm of the flesh, but I'm saying we can do mighty things through Christ to the pulling down of strongholds. One puts a thousand flight, two ten thousand. There's a force multiplier where two or three are gathered in Jesus' name. And I still believe God's going to make a way, Sheila, for us to do some meetings in America. That'll be the launching pad um, for deliverance, training, bringing in some speakers, run some mini weekend revivals with deliverance and healing. I know you've been a part of many already. And, uh, you know, Granddad told me, he said, son, I think probably the best advice I've ever heard from anybody. He says, be ready to meet Jesus if you die tonight. But work as though he isn't coming back for 100 years. Now, if we're not so short-sighted, and we realize, you know what? We may be here for a while. Let's get to work. Let's do something. I think there's time still. I don't think the Lord is ready to come back tomorrow, as some are looking for him to come back. Listen, there's billions who have not heard the gospel and not experienced the power of God that if they did... Uh, had a power encounter with Christ, uh, they'll say, what am I doing over here as a Hindu or a Muslim? Listen, there's many people coming from those groups, coming to Christ. Already, folks. And so, uh, don't give up. An enemy is not with mankind. My enemy is not with the Muslims in this country. Or your enemy is not those that are around you. may not believe like you do. Worship other gods. We need to look beyond their faults and see their needs. We need to intercede for them. Ask God to pour out his goodness, mercy, and grace on them uh, and bless them, leading to salvation. And bind their strong men and bind the demons that are operating in them to keep them blinded, that they can make a decision for Jesus. We need to stand in the gap for people, remit their sins. I know I haven't done but a, a portion of what God has called me to do. I've only maybe done about 1% i got to get busy myself. And I'm thinking, you know, how do I spend the remainder of my days? What is going to be my focus? Because the enemy will try to get you off focus, folks, on things that are not going to matter to a hill of beans when it all boils down. And it may be just you sit there glued to um, some of the programs out there on TV and the news, and you get bushwhacked. Next thing you know, you run out of time. 
to heck with all that. I think we all got a dose of the news and get a, got a pretty general idea of what's happening and where we are. So what are we going to do about it? Uh, it's time to fight back and encourage others to join us in the battle. Back to you, Sheila. Well, that's right. You just said, you know, what are we going to do for God? And, you know, there's a lot of these keyboard commandos and um, people that just are very <laughs> empathetic. But, you know, it's time for us to really step out in that power and authority. And, again, I think that's been so overused, hasn't it, Shannon, really? You know, we we say that a lot. Oh, we, you know, Ephesians 6, we always talk about you know, putting on the armor of God, don't we? And we do talk about these things, but I think, Shannon, that people have to really go from that place of, you know, our struggle we know is not against flesh and blood, but against these powers of the dark world, these spiritual force of evil in the heavenly realms. And But the thing is, we always say our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against these rules. But Shannon, don't you think at some point that gets old? I mean, people either really get it or they don't. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's one thing to acknowledge it, but uh, we're not ready to take action. And you know, if we keep doing the same thing over and over again, and we're not getting the results that we want, uh, isn't that a definition of insanity? If what you're doing now is not working, we might ought to look at what are we doing wrong? Let's try something new. And so, but we got to take action. Faith without works is dead. No question about that. And uh, get over this idea of God hasn't called you for this type of ministry. He's called us all to get in this battle, to use the keys of the kingdom, to bind and loose, to use your authority, to take back the land. There's actually, it reminds me, a great verse there's a guy I had on many years ago and that I've lost track of. I don't know what happened to Peter Coolin. If anybody has heard from Peter Coolin, I haven't heard from him in about 10 years. And I've tried to find him, but I can't. I hope he's alive and doing well. But I'd like to have him back on at some point in time. He got hurt through some ministry out there. And uh, he was on the program with me. And he brought out a scripture I had never really considered before. You know, when Worley talks about there's a lot of scripture that uh, deals with deliverance and spiritual warfare, and there's spiritual weapons embedded in the Word of God that we've overlooked and not considered before. And um, Numbers 33:50, Peter Coolen read on the program back in 2010 or somewhere thereabouts, and goes like this. Uh, oh, let me get over to the, to the King James, get out of the NIV here. I got the wrong one. I noticed that didn't look right. And the Lord spake unto Moses in the plains of Moab by Jordan near Jericho, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye are passed over Jordan into the land of Canaan, this was going to be the promised land that he was giving them, then ye shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you, and destroy all their pictures, and destroy all their molten images, and quite pluck down all their high places, and ye shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land, and dwell therein, for I have given you the land to possess it. And then I skip on down to a verse to 55, but if ye will not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then it shall come to pass. Now this was a literal instruction he gave them regarding taking the land of Canaan. 
and he gave them by tribe various properties that they would inherit and possess and that includes Gaza by the way go read the word of God Gaza actually was given to Israel a long time ago and because of their sin they were dispersed but God is bringing them back he said in the last days he'd bring them back and reconcile with them and there's a day coming where they would all have everything when Christ comes back and nobody will ever disenfranchise them again and here in 2005 George Bush Jr. forced Israel to send in the IDF and demolish the Israelis who were living over there in Gaza the land that God gave them he didn't give it to the Palestinians there is no Palestinian in ancient history never been a Palestinian king or a Palestinian nation never been a Palestinian currency that's a recent invention and even when some of the uh, conquerors came over to Israel and changed the name from Judea to Palestine it was known for a while there still was never a Palestinian people never belonged to them get a King James and look up the word Palestine you'll find one reference and it was mistranslated I looked in the Hebrew it's Philistia it's the Philistine Philistines had that land and here America forced them to give it up about that time Hurricane Katrina hit America and forced many people to give up their, their property it was underwater I believe God cursed us when we did that and then Hamas moves in a few years later and they've had it ever since since about 2008 terrorizing people so if anything Israel's getting their land back we'll see how it turns out it's sad there had to be bloodshed for all this but there's people that don't want Israel to inherit what God gave them and whether you agree with Israel or not we need to agree with God who is any person or nation to tell God what he can do with his land and it's in the word of God he deeded it to Israel so we need to agree with God. If not, you're in rebellion to the word of God. That's as the sin of witchcraft. But back to the verse. But if you will not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then it shall come to pass that those which you let remain of them shall be pricks in your eyes and thorns in your sides and shall vex you in the land wherein you dwell. Moreover, it shall come to pass that I shall do unto you as I thought to do unto them. Now this is both literal, it happened, and Israel... Uh, disobeyed the Lord and made some agreements with some of the people and they had to stay in the land because God made them keep their vow and they were this to them but look at the spiritual ramification we've been called to take back the land and each of us from the demons take the land back through deliverance ministry and if you don't these demons will remain and be a prick in your eye and a thorn in your side and they shall vex you in the land which ye dwell. Look at how many demon-possessed and demon-oppressed people there are out there. Because they're not getting deliverance. And they got these demons sitting inside of them just tormenting them and terrorizing them and pushing them over the brink to commit suicide. God wants us to be free. He wants us to take the land back. Possess the land. Run these Philistine devils out of our lives because if we don't they're going to be in there and they operate to kill, steal, and destroy what say ye Sheila do we need to take the land back and will deliverance do that for a person if they mean business 
absolutely because you know and that's just what you said is taking the land back i think so many times you know people are sort of in this hopeless mode where they you know you can't fight city hall you know the attitude shannon like what is one person gonna do but i think that's where that's really powerful is what one person can do you used to say it yourself shannon (laughs) you said god and you are a majority (laughs) (laughs) i forgot that that's true that's a good word isn't it (laughs) hey that's true listen you and god are a majority all things are possible to him that believe it are called according to his purpose. There were times where Dang. God looked for one person and he couldn't find him. Just one to stand in the gap. Listen, you and I can do mighty things in Christ Jesus. And God is rooting for us. And Jesus is not going to leave nor forsake you and I. We've got to stop believing the devil and begin to believe God's word. Or we're double-minded. And I'm preaching to myself. I saw that verse. And I said, this is powerful. The Lord will take care of me? Then what, Then let's go. Let's go. I'm, where do you want me next, Lord? What do you want me to do? What can I do for you today? We really need to begin to pray that. I prayed so much, Lord, I need you to do this for me. That's pretty selfish, isn't it? And Well, know, the book of Daniel tells us, Shannon, that the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out mighty exploits. So, I mean, that's a powerful scripture, isn't it? Yes. It's time to cast away fear and become bold for Jesus and put fear into the ranks of the enemy. Do you want to pray for the people tonight, Sheila, before we close? And then I want you to give out your contact information. Tell people how they can get these books and how they can support your work and tune into your radio show. Over to you. Sure, absolutely. Well, Father God, tonight we just, I pray for every person that is listening tonight. Father, I ask you to touch the people tonight those people that are going through all sorts of i mean we get the emails depression and oppression of every sort the tormenting the vexing there's so many people lord that are even facing financial ruin the last three years of this pandemic has really put pressure on a lot of people lord and especially the loneliness that a lot of people are facing too. Lord, I just pray for the people tonight. Father, I just ask that right now, in the name of Jesus, that you would touch them right now where they're at, Lord. I just pray the Holy Spirit would uh, just fill the people. Give them a special, re-anoint them, Father, re uh, invigorate them. Just re- I-, I keep getting like this word, reinvigorate, re calibrate a lot of people just need a touch from god and so lord the world is heading crashing into the end times we just ask for you to fill us lord fill us to overflowing give us a touch lord right now every person i pray for omega man radio too lord that you would touch shannon and that you would just give him a financial blessing lord he has been uh so diligent And it says the workman is worthy, so I'd ask that also people that have the means would also support Omega Man Radio, Father, because this is a very, very right-now ministry, Father. And uh, I'm just so thrilled that this is the one place where we can always expect, I mean, the Demon Hotline. Who else has anything like this, Father, but you know, Shannon Ray Davis? So I think this is a really important thing. And uh, for people that want particular prayer or if they want counsel deliverance and also to tune into the show they can go over there shannon to sheila zelinski.com 
And also, if they go to SheilaZelinsky.com slash listen, uh, there's a lot of different ways to listen to the – I mean, we have podcasts, we have Apple, uh, CastBox, Spotify, you name it, we have it. So um, people can feel free to go to that as well. And we have an archive set up over at TV. And if you see that there's a search bar, people can put in the name of a guest like Joseph Jasinski, Carla, uh, Ivory Hopkins, and those shows will come up as well from past archives as well. Folks, do that. And I want to compliment you on the uh, the TV site you got. That's pretty cool what you did. Um, got your own channel. You've got the videos up there. Folks, support Sheila and her ministry. She's on the front lines for Jesus. God has great plans for you, Sheila. I heard the word he gave you the other day, and uh, this is exciting. God's going to open up those doors, and um, the best is yet to come. Folks, um, you can pick up the books also that we were talking about tonight, The Power Prayers, Techno Getting. Where would they go again to order that if they want to get a copy? Um, if you go to SheilaZelinski.com, on the side, there's a you can click on Books. And um, three really important books, the ones that we talked about today on the show were our Green Gospel. That's a really important book. Um, I really unpack this green movement. I mean, there's not a day that we don't hear something about climate change. Um, Did you know now, Shannon, you can actually get a death certificate that you died of climate change? That's a true story. (laughs) Wow. You can get a doctor's note that you're suffering from climate change. <laughs> Lord have mercy. So it's just, Lord have mercy, is right. Um, so Technogeddon, the coming human extinction subtitle. Power Prayers, subtitled Warfare That Works. They're all on Amazon. Um, and you can, uh, you can request those too in your local Christian bookstore. Of course, as we know, most Christian bookstores that I can see they don't really carry a lot on spiritual warfare but people can request those to be ordered in as well folks do that and also sheila is going to be uh featured on luke 418 radio when is that interview going to be sheila that they can tune in uh 7 p.m on this coming monday october 23rd go over and tune in to pastor bill and valerie french luke 418 radio Dot com. I know that's going to be a great show. And um, Sheila, do you want to join me one night um, in November for a Demon Hotline? Absolutely. Let's do it. Pick a date. I'm doing it at uh, Monday through Friday. We can, we can do it 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. And uh, you just pick a date you want and let's do it. Right now, I don't have too many people taking me up on the offer. So I would like to get to where we could do one every night. So let me know what you want and let's get it scheduled. Uh, let me pray for you. Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this time together tonight, for all those that have tuned in. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your promises that are yes and amen. You're not a man that you shouldn't lie. You watch over your word and perform it. We just need to have faith and believe you at your word, God, and we will. Help us all. Give us a blueprint and strategy for a win for you, Lord Jesus. I ask that you bless Sheila's ministry. Bring the word to pass quickly, Lord. Expand the territories, bring in the resources she needs, and meet every need she has. In Jesus Christ's mighty name we pray, amen. 
Sister, I love you. Amen. Love you and appreciate you, you. Thank you for coming on today. It's great to be back with you on the air. <laughs> yes. Yes, you too, Shannon. It's God bless great. your listeners. And I look forward to coming back soon. This has been a crazy year. But praise God, I think 2024 will be the best yet to come. Uh, the enemy tried to take us all down, Sheila, but he was unsuccessful. We're still here tonight. Amen. And um, don't quit, folks. You don't lose unless you quit. And we're not we're not quitters. We're going to go all the way to the finish line for Jesus Christ. See you next time, Sheila. God bless you. That was Dr. Sheila Zelensky. Great to be back on with Sheila. Well, folks, I was encouraging myself tonight in the Word, and uh, I'm not talking to be talking. I mean, I mean when I say that Word set me free. He who the Son sets free is free indeed, and it, the Word of God will liberate you and I. There's power in the Word. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. We renew our mind through the hearing of God's Word. Amen. So get in the word. Join me. Um, as Brother Victor Mravlag often says, with your meal, have the word three and four times a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and before you go to bed. <laughs> That's a good challenge for us all. We're going to have Victor on tonight at um, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Join us if you'd like prayer. We'll open up the phone lines around 9 uh, after the message and um, I'm just putting a notice up right now along with that dial-in number so you'll be able to call in tonight I'm going to set that up try to hit the sack here in a little bit get some shut-eye and wake up and uh, and I'll be ready to roll love you all thank you for tuning in please share these programs with a friend my website of course is omegamanradio.com I'll get these shows put up here in a bit and uh, see you next time God bless you all in Jesus name